Hospital of Mark are in a pretty good relationship right now. That's where I have been stuck for the longest time. But I believe God wants to help somebody tonight. And uh, I really do. And i got to mind Him. I can't help what He wants. And it's what He wants. And I'll be honest, uh, it don't make a whole lot of sense to me the way I'm feeling. My voice is gone, but God wants, wants me to preach tonight. And so I want us to look in Mark chapter 6 and verse number 45. Mark chapter number 6 and verse number 45. Uh, if you're there, say amen. amen. Uh, Mark chapter 6 and verse number 45. The Bible said, And straightway He constrained His disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side before unto Bethsaida while He sent away the people. When He had sent them away, He departed into a mountain to pray. And when even was come... The ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone on land. And he saw them toiling in rowing. Pay attention to that. For the wind was contrary. Can I get a little help right there? There is a wind blowing right now that is contrary to what we're trying to do here. The wind is blowing, and it is contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night... He cometh unto them. Now, we should probably pause and shout right there, but notice what happens. Walking upon the sea, notice this, and would have passed by them. Now, my mind is paused right there. He's told his disciples to get into the ship and go to the other side. He's going to pray, and he walks out on the sea and sees them toiling in rowing. In other words, they are rowing and going nowhere. They are stuck in this sea. And the Bible said Jesus was going to pass by them. Come on, somebody. Now, if I'm going to go out on a limb for y'all, you're going to have to go out on a limb for me. He was going to pass by them. But when they saw him walking upon the sea, notice they supposed it had been a spirit and cried out. They were scared. For they all saw him and were troubled. How many of y'all know sometimes, now don't, don't, don't go charismatic on me right here, don't go Greg Locke on me, but sometimes the Spirit of God's a scary thing. Yeah. You ever been in a service where it was so holy it scared you? If you ain't, buckle up. We get a few of them around here once every while. They, they, they supposed it had been a spirit, they cried out. They saw him were troubled immediately. Now, here's the difference. He talked with them and saith unto them, Be of good cheer, it is I. Ain't that always a blessing? Be not afraid. And he went up unto them into the ship, and the wind ceased, and they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure and wondered. Here it is. For they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. God, give me a thought sitting in the church pew, and then he just give me four little things to say about this thought. I may preach 15 minutes tonight. I don't, probably not. But I may. It's all I got, but we'll see if God will get in it, and I believe He would, or He wouldn't tell me to preach this. But I got a little thought sitting there on this tooling and rowing, and I want to talk to you because I'm going to tell you about my life tonight. I may just preach my testimony. <laughs> I'm feeling a breeze blowing right here, right now. I'm going to preach what God done for me. And I'm going to preach on this thought. It was a good day when I gave up. Hallelujah. It was a good day when I gave up. Let's pray. Father, we love you tonight. God ended up my mind and I ain't doing what you told me to do. And so Lord, I'm asking you to get on me. 
preached to me and through me tonight. There ain't no doubt somebody here tonight needs to surrender all and give up. Lord, we pray tonight that we can hear from the Spirit of God through the Scriptures. God, empty me of my old right self. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. And I thank you, Lord, for everything that you say and do. God, you definitely doing the preaching tonight. So use me in spite of me. Preach through me. We'll thank you for it now. In Jesus' name and for his sake and all the Lord's people saying. Amen, amen. You can be seated tonight. It was a good day when I gave up. Let's, let, me, let me take you back down memory lane just for context's sake. These men are doing exactly what God has told them to do. May I say if you were to back up in Mark chapter number 6 and verse 30, here's what you'll find. God, up, my friend, is going apart and he looks behind him and there's a whole multitude of people and here's what God said. He said, well, boys, I see all these people. We know at least 5,000 men. He said, we need somebody needs to go get something to eat. Let's feed these people. Now, you know the story. What happened? They looked around and said, look here. Uh, I don't know if you've talked to the treasurer, but the money's awful low. We ain't got enough money to go buy bread uh, to feed all these people. And he said, we ain't got but a little handful, maybe a rich crackers in our pocket. Lord, uh, how are we supposed to do this? And here's what the Bible. I've also got another message out of Mark 6. Y'all ain't heard yet on God is looking for a lad. Uh, can I say, God looked out and there was a little boy uh, who had a sack lunch. He had a he had a couple fish sandwiches the Bible said and Jesus called for that lad. You know the story. He broke and blessed those two, lo- or those two fish and those five loaves of bread. Now I don't know about you my friend but to me this is a moment that is not as unforgettable. Can you imagine five thousand men being fed with five loaves of bread and two fish. I mean, really, contemplate what I'm trying to tell you tonight. This is true, by the way. Can you imagine seeing God feed at least, let's just double it, at least 10,000 people that day from a lad's little old lunch. Uh, can you imagine getting to the point just a few chapter or a few verses later, the Bible said in 52, uh, they considered not the miracle of the loaves for their heart was hard. Can I say this tonight? If you're not careful, you can get caught up doing the right thing and your focus become on doing the right thing. You focus on that so long that your heart can get hardened and you forget what all this is really about. I don't know about y'all, but I'm going to tell you what you're looking at tonight. I am a recipient of some miracles. At seven years old, God rescued my soul, my friend out of the pit of hell. But you know my story. I grew up in church my whole life but at 14 me and my family got out of church and I about wrecked my whole life up from 14 to 18 things I wish to God never happened but here's what I've come to tell you tonight there was a day in my life as a young man when my heart had got hardened because I had forgot all that God had already done for me but my friend that day there was a good glad day when I realized I am simply tolling in rowing. I'm trying to get to the other side and I'm not making it very far. Is anybody resonating with what I'm telling you? Is there anybody feels stuck? Is there anybody feels marred up tonight? Is there any y'all don't feel like you're as effective as you used to be? Is there anybody here tonight feels like you don't pack a punch like you used to? Is there anybody here tonight feels like you've lost that cutting edge out of the book of Kings? I've come to tell you tonight 
The only way I got to where I am, and I'm not the standard, but God let me move on and go forward, is because I got a day in my life where I simply gave up. I let God take control of my life. I've never regretted it since that day. It was a good day when I gave up. It was a good day. Here they are now. You get this in your mind. We're going to go somewhere, hopefully. They're in the boat. Jesus has told them to go to the other side. And they're tolling and rowing. Is there anybody here tonight that feels like that? You're trying to get past the wall, but you can't get over it. For some, it's hurt. For some, it's help. Somebody needs help. It feels like you can't get your help. For some, it's an answer. Come on, I need y'all to help me tonight. For some, it's an answer. You're waiting on God to give you an answer. He didn't give you, and you feel like you're simply tolling in. You know what it's going to take for you? You're going to have to give up. Did you know God is not interested in sharing the steering wheel? God ain't going to sit beside you in the stern, friend. He's either driving this thing or he ain't tonight. I'm trying to tell you that there is a day in my life where I gave up. Can you imagine being out on this ship? And they see him and they suppose what, Brother Chris? He was a spirit. They cried out. Now that wasn't a cry of praise. They cried because they're scared to death. And he spoke to him. Well... This ain't going like I thought it would. Has anybody got a day where he spoke? You know what changed my tooling and rowing? When he snuck up beside me and scared me. (laughs) But then I heard his sweet voice again. Can I say once you know his voice, you'll never run away from that voice. Some of y'all sitting here right now and you know exactly what I'm telling you. It's the fact. You know he is for my sheep hear my voice and here's what he says. And I know them. And I say he'll never quit speaking. I know some of you stuck tonight and it's your fault. But some of you stuck and you're trying your best just to do what God said to do. How do we get out of those moments? You've got to learn how to give up. You've got to learn how to let go. They had a choice to make. When he spoke and said, it is I, be not afraid. And I say they let him in the boat. They let God get in their mess. And God get in their mishap. And God get in their life. I'm telling you tonight, some of y'all are going to have to let go and let God tonight. I want you to see number one, their task. In verse 45, the Bible said, And straightway he constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side before Bethsaida while he sent away the people. God sent away the multitude. Listen to me right here. God has always been more interested in a few than he has the plenty or the, or the multitude. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He sent the multitude away and here's what he told his disciples. Listen to me. Get to the other side. Yes. You know what God's called me to do? The same thing he's called you to do. Get to the other side. I know we can, we can look at this and see heaven, but I, I, I want, can I say God is not content with you being stuck neither? Amen. Some of y'all is going to have to get to the other side. Yep. Yep. Did you know God is not a bit interested or a bit happy and you staying right in the middle of the sea, tolling and rolling and accomplishing nothing for Him? Right. 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 Yeah, 
But preacher, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, but at some point you've got to realize something's missing. And I'm going to tell you what's missing. I believe God, the Bible said, He'd have passed by. He would have let them try it as long as they could. But when they saw Him, they gave up. Can I say some of y'all's doing the right thing, getting nowhere, and God's going to let you? Until you finally realize, I got to give up. It was a good day. I'm trying to tell you. It was a good day when I gave up. What is their task? It is to get to the other side. They are in this boat because God told them to be in that boat. Their task number two, I want you to see their tolling. Verse 46. When he had sent them away, he departed to the mountain to pray. And when even was come, the sh- uh, and when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone on land. And he saw them toiling and rowing for the wind. Now here it is. This is where I hope I, might, I hope God will get on this. But uh, for the wind was contrary unto them. Now listen to me. If you're going to do anything for God, you're going to have to get ready for conflict. Yeah. We see their task, but I want you to see their toiling. Why were they toiling? Took them off, I can't see nothing. They were toiling because there was a contrary. There was contrary wind. Yes, sir. Now listen to me. You know what God done this morning? The Holy Ghost in your Bibles, the type and picture, the wind is always related. The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the deep. The wind. All you see, but there was another wind. That's a contrary wind. Some of y'all sitting here, and here's why you're toiling and rolling. You're trying to move forward, but the contrary winds are blowing so hard in your life. Can I say, you know you can be a bullheaded, prideful Christian. You can try doing this the right thing a thousand times, but if that wind's too strong for you, look here, you just don't have to admit it's too strong. God, I'm trying, but I can't do this. I can't get over the hump. I can't get no further. And it's the contrary winds. Is anybody, I need y'all to just get honest, open your heart and mind. Is anybody facing some contrary winds in your life? You going to settle? Say, well, I'm doing what he told me to do, but I ain't getting no further. This ain't on me. Oh, it is on you. Yes, sir. Come on. We've got a lifeline and we've got a Savior that's interesting. You reckon he accidentally walked and passed or would have passed by them? He wanted them to see something. Yes. Yeah. You know, sometimes we don't know it's God until later on, but God will put things in front of you to get your attention. Yes, sir. You didn't know it was God first, but how many of y'all know later on you can figure out it's God? It might not make sense right now, but God's done put you in the middle of the sea. You're done rowing your boat. You're stuck. You might as well help me. I mean, you're doing what God told you to do. And you're as stuck as you can be doing the right thing. Why you reckon? God may want you to start taking an evaluation and looking around in your situation for Him. The task, but then we see they're toiling because there was something contrary to them. And I say this tonight, the devil wants nothing more than to tear you up and to tear you down, to tear you apart, destroy you. Can I say what God wants for this church? We can't fathom. But what the devil has planned against this church, we can't fathom. If you're going to make it in the Christian life, you're going to have to learn how to continue on when the winds are contrary. Thank God for heavenly wind. Somebody help me tonight. And I know it might not seem like I'm listening, but I'm following God's what He told me to do. 
There is a contrary wind. When I was an 18-year-old boy, every wind from hell that could have blew, blew. Y'all listening to me? Calling and rowing. Now granted, I was not where I ought to be with God doing the things I ought to be doing. But nonetheless, I was trying to get further. I was trying to make things better. I was trying to see success. And listen, you know what I had to do? I finally had to give up. Give up. I ain't talking about quitting. I'm talking about surrendering to God. (laughs) I tell it everywhere I go. I ought not be here. I'm I'm just going to preach however the Lord wants to preach. I ain't got no nothing to go by here except the Lord. I ought not be here tonight. That little girl right back there ought not be here tonight. But it was a good day when I gave up. Are y'all listening to me? I said it was a good day when I gave up. Anybody not satisfied tonight with how things are turning out in your life? this, do you even have a captain you can call on? I felt a little nudge right there. I mean, wouldn't it be bad to be stuck in the sea of sin trying to get to the other side? But listen to me, there's only one way to the other side. You've got to call on the captain. He's the only one that can get you to the other side. You see, they're tolling. Then I want you to see they're turning. Look at verse 49. But when they saw him, that's a major turning point. When they saw him walking upon the sea, suppose it had been a spirit and cried out, for they all saw him and were troubled. Immediately he talked with them and said unto them, Be good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Now notice this. And he went up unto them into the what? Turning point. And the wind, y'all got your Bibles? All right, so I'm going to have to slow down right here, ain't we? I want you to see, uh, look, look, look back, hold your finger there in verse 51, but look back, if you would, in verse 48. He saw him toiling and rolling for the wind was what? But down in verse 51, the wind what? So we've went from a contrary wind to a ceased wind. That ought to make a dead Presbyterian and a woman Methodist preacher shout. Somebody help me. It went from a contrary wind to a ceased wind. Does anybody want the trouble to stop? Y'all don't. Okay, you enjoy trouble because I don't. Does anybody want the contrary and the conflict to cease in your life? There's only one way that thing can turn around. You've got to give up. And let God get in. My marriage is falling apart. Where's God in it? If God ain't in your marriage, look here, from my marriage to the last one in the building, if God ain't in it, it's going contrary. I don't care. Hey, if God ain't in how you're raising your children, contrary winds are going to start blowing. How do we get this contrary winds to cease? You better give up and let God help you raise your children. Y'all ain't going to help me like I need you to. I'm talking about you've got to give up. The wind ceased and they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure and wondered. Now you would think after all they seen that the wondering was gone. 
They just watched him feed 5,000 men, not count women and children, with five loaves of bread and two fish. Hello? They just seen it. Not counting everything else, let's just, let's just leave one miracle in place. And now, he tells this wind to cease. They've been torn around, they've been stuck, they had to give up. And all of a sudden, when the master of the sea, by the way, he ain't just the master of the ship. He is the master of the sea. You say, the sea is about to take me down. The waves are crashing in. The wind's blowing so hard. I don't know if I'm going to make it or not. Good news, he is the master of the sea. And when the wind ceased, they were sore amazed beyond measure and they wondered. Why did they wonder? Notice verse 52. For, it explains it. For, they consider not the miracles of the loaves. You don't know why that you're questioning whether God can right now? Because you've done forgot what He did. Yeah. If you get over what God's already done, you ain't going to believe Him for what needs done. I'm trying my best and I'm helping you tonight. This is what God told me to do or I would not be doing it. I'm telling you, if you can't praise God and have faith over what He's already done, you're going to fail to see what He can do. Too many people live in the past and that's why they toil and run. But you're going to have to learn how to give up. Yeah. We see their task going to the other side. We see their toiling. They're stuck. We see they're turning. But here's the major trouble. And then I'm just going to preach my life real quick and I'll be done. Here's the major trouble. Verse 52. For they, the next two words, consider not. Are you listening? Yep. They consider not the miracle of the loaves. Here's what I'm going to do. Mind God in that. Get on that piano and play something for me. They consider not. This is where I really want to get in the house. Hopefully, the way the blood right here. Well, everybody stop what you're doing and listen. Has not God already proven Himself? Has not God already been tried and proven? Has He ever been caught off guard? You reckon when that multitude followed up close behind Brother John, you reckon God didn't know that day was coming? You reckon He didn't know that people were coming? You don't know why they came and God knew it and nobody had the, the means to feed them. It wasn't because it caught him off guard, it's because he wanted to prove himself. God's let some of y'all go through things right now because you forgot what it was to consider what he's done before. He will do it again. The trouble with this whole story is those two words. They considered not. We sang it this morning, didn't do a real good job on it. We should practice it, but can anybody stand up and tell me a time that he's not been faithful? Now's your chance. Anybody? Uh, Miss Lauren and Brother Caleb, your daddy's up there right now.
the hospital. I can't tell you all the proper words and terms, but a lot of trouble, I'm just going to sum it up, a lot of trouble in his neck with paralyzed, paralyzing trouble in the past for Ed, and they fixed it. That's came back, and so right now the whole left side of his body is shut down. Brother Chuck. Right now, they're at the hospital. And your daddy's worried. I'm not jumping on him. I would be too. But he touched him the first time. So I want to ask you as, your, as his children, would you consider the previous miracle? You know why people get a hard heart? They start looking at their situation like God's, God's going to let this and kill it. And they get hard heart. And the reason they got a hard heart in 52, I believe it is, is because they considered not what he had already I came by to tell y'all this ain't no news to God. Consider what he's already done and just go ahead and call off tonight thank you for doing it again. I know I've got people you ask for God to save. Has he ever saved before? You reckon he can do it again? Yes, sir. <laughs> I mean, I've got problems. Has he ever brought them home before? Yes, sir. You reckon yours is just an exception to the rule and too far gone for him to do it again? You don't know why you're struggling? Your heart's hard? Because you're holding on to everything. You're not considering what he's already done. Your heart's hardened. Now, here's the message. It was a good day when I gave up. Every odd was against me and that young girl, that little 12-year-old girl back there. Every odd on the planet was against me. But, uh, I was asking for things and they was telling me, the judicial system was telling me, that's never going to happen. I was telling myself about this. I'll never forget the day I got right with God and this thing drug out for a couple of years. You know how it goes. God then I then got right with God and called me to preach. I'll never forget looking at the lawyer that I had hired just to see my, just to see my baby. And I then got right with God and I said, ma'am, I'm going to tell you this one time and one time only. God Almighty that sits in heaven has done told me some things. What we're fixing to go in here and do ain't a question matter or a matter of if. God done told me. I said, I know you can't understand this language. And so if you can't understand it, that'd be all right. I'll go in there and represent myself, me and God. I'm telling you, that's what I'm told. She shook her head like I was a blamed fool. You know what happened to an 18-year-old boy? Everything that I had asked God for. Woo. Yes. Woo. You know what it's helped me do? Some of y'all's life? I ain't trying to get too personal. Y'all remember coming to me in tears? Say it's looking pretty bad. They're asking this and requesting that. We just don't know what we're going to do. You remember what I told you? I said, oh, no, 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 no. I said, all the odds were against me. As an 18 year old and what God done for me. He'll do for you. Now you're on the other side. You ain't stuck no more. He brought you through. Guess what he done? Everything he said he did. And there she says, 
But you know what you want to do tonight? Consider the miracle. Hallelujah. Consider the miracle. We're praying about things and I'm seeing God do some of it right now. Been praying for people that's here tonight. Been asking God for things. Yeah. You know how I believe in God and know we're going to come through this together and get to the other side? Because I remember today I gave up. And I've considered all those miracles He's already done for me. So I know if He's done it before, He'll do it again. <laughs> Y'all interested? It's a good day when I give up. But, but, but I'm talking about. Stepping back. Saying, all right, Lord. Anybody in here tonight got a broken heart? Can I show you a little something from the cross? How Jesus' blood didn't just save you. It's enough to satisfy you. Can I tell y'all? They put a crown of thorns in his head. How many of y'all battle things in your mind? The blood was shed. In the head. How many of y'all struggling with a broken heart tonight? Anybody wounded in the heart? They pierced his side, but that was strategic. So that, that spear that they used to pierce his side would go in and actually puncture the heart to make sure he was dead. He shed his blood for a broken heart. Shed his blood in his feet and in his hands. This is for your stance, this is for your service. Remember the lady that considered the field and bought it? The Bible said she worked with her hands and made, a, made that old nasty field with him. That's your service. This is your, this is your steps. This is how you follow God. When God shed his blood, he shed it. You know, some people, they, they think they're higher than God, so they look down on him. When they look down on him, all they see is the blood. Crown of some people feel so low that God won't be interested in me. I'm just nothing. I, I mean, I'm worse than a blind Bartimaeus beggar. And so the only thing they can do is look up and they see the blood. Because he shed it in his feet. Some people are going so far to the left and so far to the right. I mean, they are strangers in a wayfaring land. But no matter which direction you look from, the blood satisfies. But there's one thing people don't want to talk about, and that's when they're hurt on the inside. Hidden things. Isaiah 53 says this, Brother Brian, he was bruised for our iniquities. You know what a bruise is? It's the shedding of blood on the inside. <laughs> he cares what's going on in here, up here, what you fixing to do in your service, make a wrong move and grab a hold of the wrong thing, he's got blood for that. You fixing to take the wrong step in the wrong path, he's shedding blood for that. He cares. All you've got to do is consider. When you consider not, you get a hard heart. But if you'll consider, does everybody remember right out of the heart? You remember when Joshua sent in two spies to spy out the city and they going to overtake it, you know? The Bible said they knocked on the door of Rahab. Asked if they could stay, and she said, Oh, yeah. This is what Rahab said now, probably one of the most wicked women in the Old Testament. She said, Our hearts didn't melt within us 
when we heard what the God of heaven had done for the nation of Israel. The heart of a heart man when she heard about all that God had done. In other words, she took time to consider. You got a hard heart tonight? Get your notebook out real quick. Is your heart hard? I'm really, I'm really mean it. You got a hard heart, I want you to get a notebook out and a pen. Make you two columns, blessings and failures. Write down every time God failed you. Watch your pens move. Write it down. Write down every time God has failed you. Now go to considering about every time God has blessed you. I don't know. You tell me if the good outweighs the bad. You know what God wants you to do? Consider. If you'll consider, you won't have a problem giving up. Yes, that's right. Well, a lot of people hold on, they quit considering. When you hold on, you get a hard heart. If you just back up and say, God, I've been trying to get past this attack. You know what you'll find out? He'll get the ship. Those winds that are contrary, if you let him take over, they'll cease. I wonder if there's anybody here tonight that can go back to the day of your life when you gave up. If you don't have that day, tonight needs to be that day. I can take you to the place. I'm going to take you to the spot. I lay on my face. I said, God, I'll give it up. You know what I found out? There's a bunch of Christians and preachers wasn't interested in me. They was. He was. You know what he let me do? Come home. And the only way I'd get over that hard heart was to consider all my life. I know a bunch of brethren hate that song. Whatever. But all my life, He's been faithful. Yes, sir. And all my life, he's been so, so good. Yes, sir. I want, uh, I want Madison and some of you girls to come and get that, brother Chris, get that ready. I want them to sing that. And I want you to think about what you're saying. Tell me, just get up there and sing. I think it's in uh, the key of, I can't remember. I'm going to switch this over right here. All right. Let's stand.
look around now. Preacher, if I'm being honest with you, I, I don't know the Lord tonight. I didn't feel led to ask, I would. Preacher, if I died right now, I can't tell you I'd go to heaven. I've never been saved. God deal with anybody, would you slip your hand up? Preacher, I've never been saved. Would you pray for me? Anybody? Slip your hand up right back down. I won't bother you. I just won't pray for you. Anybody? Please pray for me, Brother Josh. I've never been saved. Anybody? I'm looking. Anybody? Never been saved, Brother Josh. All right, if that be the case, that means we're all on our way to heaven. Here's what you need to do as a child of God. You need to consider the miracles. Some of y'all's living as a Christian with a hard heart. And God's been too good to you. Go ahead and say it.
Take time tonight and consider. Yeah. 
Consider the miracles. Mom and Dad, come here if you would. Just real quick. Go ahead. You can start singing again. Here's what I'm going to do. I just, I ain't never done this. Crowds down, all that. But we still got a good number, don't we? I just want them to step back and just evaluate what's going on here and consider the miracles. Raising me as a boy. You're raising what y'all taught me. Look at all these people. If it never got no bigger than this, Daddy, this is a miracle. All these trials y'all been through. want you to look. That's what God done because you raised me right. We about bloated. And our hearts got hard. But we never could get over the feeding of the 5,000. We know there was more to the story. So I want y'all to worship, carry on like you've been. I just want them to sit back for a minute. They ain't never got to soak it in, I don't guess. So they fix it to Say it. I love you, Lord.
ain't going to find a time where he ain't been faithful. It's an amazing thing. All we've got to do to get over that hardened heart is consider the miracle. You want the contrary winds to cease, you got to give up. I told these boys, everything we're witnessing tonight is a product of a 19-year-old kid giving up. I gave up to God. Y'all know what I mean when I'm saying that. I gave up to God. I said, my way ain't working. I'm toiling and rowing. I'm trying to get the other side. It ain't going to work because the winds were too contrary. In other words, I had too much against me. <laughs> and all I did, Brother Brian, I give up. And when I gave up, the captain of the sea got in my ship. He said, I ain't going to make it. Well, the captain of the sea gets in your ship he knows how to drive the thing you're going to make it to the other side somebody feel like you ain't going to survive whatever it is you're going through you will just give up just give up this is this is tremendous I don't know what your idea of church is this morning was tremendous but this is tremendous it's a different service but it's it's right it's a good day when I gave up real holy in here I don't want to mess it up here's what I think they need to do I think our church needs to encourage one another tonight before we go and love on one another y'all with me ain't you I think some of you men need to go to some of you other men and say look here brother consider the loaves We've all got them in our lives. The Bible said they consider not the miracle of the loaves. So you know what you need to do? Consider the loaves. Had he done it before? He can do it again. Ladies, do the same. Maybe you want to hug. Maybe you want to come down and pray with one another. Maybe I don't know, but let's just love on one another for a minute. They're going to sing. And we know how to do this in the right manner, don't we? All right, let's do it. Let's love on our church family tonight and encourage one another. Tell somebody, hey, brother, I know things are tough, but consider the loaves. You might need to stop and shout together. I don't know. Y'all sing. Let's just love on one another real quick, okay? A love you.